Hi, this is Tony. Welcome to my math education podcast. I am working my way through the book called, or, or titled, I should say, Building a Thinking Classroom in Mathematics. And I'll have a link in the uh, description of this podcast, the notes, I should say, maybe. And I I don't remember where I left off, but I am um, I'm working through the book as quickly as I can. The school year will start in exactly one week, and I really want to uh, I want to use uh, I, I want to teach my algebra class in the way that the author Dr. Lilenthal Lilendahl, oh my God, I have the worst Lilendahl. I believe is it, it looks like Lil Jedal, but I believe it's pronounced Lilidal. I I want to teach a class as he's prescribing in this book, and so I'm going by, chapter by chapter. I have the uh, book here, and everything's sounded perfect. I can change the furniture. I can change the proximity of where I am. I can ask these. Um, I can start with non-curriculum tasks. I can work with the flow of the class, all these things. But to be honest, and and maybe I, I should also um, encapsulate that what I believe is the general idea of this is, uh, well, as he said, you are not uh, you're not trying to necessarily create engaging tasks for the students to work on to learn the math curriculum that you're trying to teach, you're trying to create uh, engaged students. So when you do give them that task, which may be to um, work on a textbook or textbook assignment or something, I'm just thinking of the worst thing, uh, then they will get at it with... um, fervor and the use the types of skills that they've been developing and they will be thinking their way through this not mimicking how you show how to do a problem as we usually show in math class i do you do i do we do you do that kind of thing that's mimicking as it's described in the book and i i agree with that but and so that that general process is you work on non-curriculum tasks. And at first I thought, oh, I could skip that part. But no, you're priming the pumps with that. And you're getting them to think and collaborate. And you're working through the entire process, which there's so many aspects to this. I'm not going to get into that. But what I do want to get into is the next part. You You then get into curriculum base tasks so you transition to that you can't transition to that in the same class period to prime those pumps as i said that will take at least a week to do something like that so they get used to uh working on that muscle in their brain where they're thinking at least a week it would take before you could you know probably a couple weeks before you can really get into curriculum-based stuff. And and 
there's the idea that you go slow now to go fast later. And then the nirvana that's promised is they will eat up complex concepts at a very quick rate. After, I imagine, a few months of doing this kind of stuff. I'm hoping by Christmas we can start flying through content. That would be exciting. Now, you then work on these content-based tasks, and that's where I'm a little bit fuzzy. Because this is where... I mean, not just the art of teaching. I think I can handle that. It's what exactly am I giving them? I'm not giving them a worksheet. I'm not even giving them uh, a series of problems that I want them to do in groups. I'm giving them one problem, a low floor problem that's related to the concept that I want them to learn. Uh, Let's say it's, I don't know, combining like terms or something. And I give them a softball one. And then I give them, and then as I'm going around, they're only given one problem at a time. And I come over and I give one group the next problem. And through the, the, how do you call it? Um... Information is, starts with an M, I'm thinking, I I can't think of exactly how he said it. Um, Mobile, information is mobile. So groups can talk to groups and such, and they will then gather the next problem from the group that I gave the problem to. And it it progresses that way. If, If groups are stuck, I can provide questions and hints that could get them through. And there's a couple of different hints. There's the hint of, let me get you through this kind of hint. And there's the hint of, let me in, um, enhance your skill set and maybe you can access this yourself. Uh, so hints and such. And then they work through the tasks. Now, this is going to be, oh, it's going to be tough because sometimes I'm going to want word problems and such. And I'm going to write a whole word problem up there. So I guess I'm not going to write a whole word problem up there. That would, I, I, you know, you want these problems to be able to re, be written down in 10, 12 seconds, something like that. Maybe 15 seconds because I'm going to be, I have a whole classroom to get to. So I, I give them these tasks and then we work through the tasks and then there is a consolidation period at the end of class, boy, however long that takes, my goodness, I'm, I'm guessing the consolidation period would take 10 to 15 minutes because it's kind of like a ga- gallery walk that is created during class as I'm observing things that's creating that progression of concepts from the low floor to the high ceiling of that concept. There's the entry level and there's the advanced level. And we're doing a consolidation gallery walk of these concepts as the students explored it during that that working time. And then there is a check your understanding. 
and this is the assignment, this is the homework, but you don't call it an assignment, you don't call it homework, you don't check it, you don't grade it, nothing. Uh, for a variety of reasons that he explains in the book, and I, I support that. Um, and so this check for understanding, you can give them the answers, but not the worked out solutions to it. That comes a day or two later. And I think that me talking this through right now is starting to crystallize in my head because I thought, okay, this is so fuzzy right now that it's that middle task, that, that, that series of tasks that once the, the pumps are primed and they're ready to think uh, autonomously and information is mobile and they're humming along and now I come in with the content and and that content is very similar to what you see in a textbook but I can't give them the textbook I'm not supposed to give them a series of problems because if I do then the message being sent is here's something to do and here's something to finish this is where I really struggle right now because it's I don't know I don't know that that that's a tough one right there so I, I'm guessing that I just give them one at a time and each one gets deeper into complexity and they look at each other's work to see okay I'm done and they they're primed to be looking around the room and they see my problem in red and recognizing, oh, I haven't done that one yet. That must be the next one. I'll look at that one then. <clears throat> and, yeah, okay. So I guess that would work. Um, I just, I get worried about, what if I have some geometry problem? What if I have something that takes quite a bit to write down and maybe if it's ge geometric it has to be precise hmm i don't know i i guess i'll cross that bridge when i get to it coming up uh later on uh, now the consolidation i guess that doesn't worry me so much i think i can handle that um and then the questions for understanding i guess that would be more uh problems related to what we were doing and maybe going a little bit deeper into that okay i think i can handle that i would probably throw in some test type questions as well that would probably be a good time for that or test type questions might be uh what we do with the boards on those tasks hmm okay and then uh yeah uh, the next chapter is on note-taking, so I'm interested to know, well, what does note-taking look like then? And then how do we evaluate this stuff? That's another chapter. And how do we conduct formative assessments on it? And I jump to the end on how do you transfer the inter this information to a grade? And that one looks the toughest to me. You're putting out a bunch of uh, skills, <clears throat> and there's this whole code that you put in for each student has got data ideally they have data and if they don't 
like, I don't know, maybe you're solving one step equations and they're able to do so many different variations and you've observed it and they're able to do it in the group setting. Maybe you have a little conversation with them and you notice that they got it themselves and you put that in your data. And um, if they have enough data for most of the skills, great. Um, If not, then that's where the written test comes into play. And then you sit down to that test like we all do, and they take it, and then that provides the rest of the data that you need to figure out, well, what should their grade be? So it's a combination of, uh, or it's a composite of the group work that they do that's observed um, uh, either visually or it's observed through conversation with the student. Um, And sit down sit down tests like we all see i think that i think the book probably goes in a linear fashion where it's the easiest to implement all the way to the hardest to implement because i have no idea how that great i have an idea of how the grading happens but i have no idea how i'm actually going to get there like logistically am i going to have every student's name on a separate piece of paper or maybe the same piece of paper, maybe three students per piece of paper, and then, geez, that sounds so complicated. And then I have a clipboard, and I'm walking around with the clipboard during class, trying to gather as much data as I can, at the same time asking deeper questions while they're working, at the same time thinking about what am I going to collect for the gallery walk, for the consolidation phase at the end of class. Crazy. This is crazy. Like today, I start to feel overwhelmed and wondering, am I actually going to pull this off? Because I'm, part of me is scared. Part of me, like most of me, 95% of me is excited. This is so wildly different and I can make this work within the uh, boundaries of school. I believe, at this point, I believe I can do that. Um, And then I'm scared, because I'm scared that I'm gonna get angry parents, angry students wondering, what is their grade, how do you, actually how did you get their grade i've never seen them i don't know you ha- you don't collect homework all their grade is what they're doing in class at, at the boards and on assessments and as i am saying this right now i'm also kind of flushing this out in my head so i'm realizing okay yeah i mean that kind of makes sense doesn't it do not i i'm so tired of homework being part of the student's grade because so many of them cheat they cheat in a variety of ways there's the obvious oh i'm just going to copy your homework to i'm going to work with my tutor my tutor is going to answer these questions we're going to work to i'm going to work with my tutor but mostly my tutor is making sure if i do it wrong i'm going to be doing it right right here this is so our or parents or whatever or this was the same homework that my brother had last year. I'm just going to turn his in. Or I don't know. It's a variety. Homework's broken. So 
I don't know if that should be part of the grade. It should be, I think it should be <clears throat> exactly what I just said. What I observe in class, this is what I observe in class. This is the data. These are the dates. These are the skills that you're working on. This is what I saw. This is what my little code means as I put a check mark. That's what this means. It means you got it right. If I put an X, that means you tried a problem and you got it wrong. If I have a check mark with an O subscript, that means uh, I observed you do this. If it's a check mark with a C, that means I talked to you about this and you sounded like you really understood what was going on. Okay, and that's attached to a specific kind of skill. And then we put all those skills together uh, into a standard and it looks like you got the standard. So you pass and then I'm able to assign a point value to all those little marks that I make and what uh, my observations are, and I combine that with the assessment that I created, and this is how you do that on the assessment with those skills. Oh, boy. And there's your grade. Okay. This is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm still excited for this. I'm pausing because I would love to see... I've re I'm reading the book, and the book is well-written, I would just love the comfort of having been into another teacher's class that's doing this so I could see it even closer. But sometimes you just got to figure out most of it and jump in. I'm real good about jumping in. I've jumped in many, many things in my teaching career because I get excited about it. But this one feels different. This one is uh, proven it's research-based. It, On the surface, it just makes sense when you read the rationale. And it, it's congruent with my experiences. When he reads these things, it strikes something in me. I say, yes, I, you're saying what I know, and I just didn't know the words quite for what I saw, such as mimicking. Mimicking is not learning. You're just mimicking. You're just doing what I'm doing but you probably don't understand why. You just want to get the points. Uh, I call it the game of school, and uh, the author calls it studenting, because it's all about the points, it's all about the grade, but it's never about the learning or the, or the understanding. And that's what excites me about this. Every single element of these 14 practices that are in the book are all about putting the learning in class, because... The only way students learn is if they think. And if they think, that means they're learning. So I'm I'm still in. So this is where I come into requests. Are you a teacher? Have you used this before? Administrator? A former student of uh, such a system? Uh, anybody? They can say anything about this. Have you read the book? And you said, no way. Are you, did you read the book and you're afraid? <laughs> anything about this thinking classrooms thing. I, I want to have a conversation with someone. I'll put you on the podcast. We'll have it out. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm freaked out over this, but I'm also excited. I, I, and, and the more that we can talk about this, I think the stronger my classroom will be. Uh, and that's what I'm looking for. Because like I said, our students, our children, they deserve our best. 
And this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be difficult. But my students deserve it. Well, for today, time's up. And um, I look forward to hearing from anyone. I'll put my email address in the uh, podcast notes. And uh, until then, thank you.